0: Hey guys, welcome into the Fantasy Coaches Podcast. This is your host, Steve Pintado, and with me as always is my main man, Jabron Curtis. What's going on today, Gyps?
1: Hey, it's pretty good, man. I got some Wednesday night football, which is pretty spectacular. Um, not like the most like cleanest game, but it's pretty good.
0: Yeah, definitely. It was fun at like 340 when I was at work still and had a little football uh live football at least on i was like okay okay this is kind of cool um but yeah the game's not as pretty as we hope it to be uh rg3 does not look like anything anything at all like his past self but uh hey it's football and we're getting week 12 finally out of the way but we can't stop going into week 13 now jibs uh we got to keep things rolling and that's kind of what we're here today for guys if you listen on thursday it's the sun shit start and sit show and we're gonna do our, you know, sleepers and busts and some, you know, in between things we're gonna talk about today and kind of get right into it. Obviously, you guys know there's no Thursday night football this week. There's a couple of Monday night games now and a Tuesday game next week, so uh, we have a lot of fun, uh, you know, Week 13 uh, action. So, I get into the news real quickly here and just a couple of things. Nothing major, but no, no Phil Lindsay today at practice. Uh, team's optimistic he will play uh, again. We'll have to find out and see. Adam Thielen is back from COVID, which is great news. Todd Gurley got some time on the practice field today. He's still day-to-day. You know, it's unknown if he's going to be playing, but you really don't want to play him. Uh, Julio Jones limited at practice. Um, Hopefully he can get a couple more in before the weekend. DeAndre Swift is close to returning, but has not practiced. Um, Kind of, you know, so-so on that so far, so hopefully he can get in there. Uh, No Kenny G this week in practice, today at least. Probably doesn't build well. He's going to play this week once again. Mike Lennon, Mitch Trubisky getting the starts once again. Jonathan Taylor is coming off the COVID list. Chris Carson, a little sore from this past week game, but he should be fine to go for this week. Uh, Daniel Jones is a long shot to probably play this Sunday. So maybe we'll be seeing Colt McCoy in action as we get through the week. So, uh, again, really nothing big on the news right now. I mean, the only cool thing is that I think this year, Jibs, we actually... Have football every single day of the week in December. At least one game will be at least one game, which is kind of cool. So, today's podcast is presented by Podgo. Podgo is the easiest way for you to monetize your podcast, providing podcasters with a flat rate for ad space. So, you always know how much you get when you include an ad from Podgo. Apply today and become a member, and immediately connect with advertisers
1: that fit your audience. That's podgo.co at p-o-d-g-o
0: dot C-O. And be sure to add our podcast and how you heard about Podgo in the application section. Apply today, guys, and make
1: yourself some money.
0: Uh, but let's get into the starting sits, guys. And we're starting with running backs, of course. And as you guys know, we do bus sleepers, and then we kind of have like an open talk section where we just kind of talk players and see if we would start them or not. Um, so, Jibs, who's your first bust at the running back position? My first bust is going to be Alvin
1: Kamara. Oh, okay. And, um, I just think the quarterback situation is taking a toll on the Saints' fantasy players. He'll just keep Voltron all the touchdowns, and when they do get close to the red zone, they have been utilizing him, and especially in the, um, as like a QB rusher. But uh, they also have been um, utilizing Latavius Murray a bit more in the offense for the last few weeks. Like um, last two weeks, Kamara has a uh, 26 total touches to uh, Latavius Murray's 34. But like, albeit like some of it was in garbage time last week when they were kind of just blowing the, the hapless Broncos out. But he's only averaging 13 carries a game in the last two weeks. He doesn't have a receiving floor anymore he has three catches for negative two yards over that span as well and the Falcons have been playing like some stout run defense to give the six fewest fancy points and they held both him and Murray under 50 yards when they faced him two weeks ago although uh, Murray called two passes for 36 yards so it's looked kind of sketchy for me and that's why I have Alvin Kamara as my boss this week
0: yeah no um I couldn't kind of agree more with you uh the Falcons are definitely a tough run defense as we may not think of that and the lack of targets is definitely con- a concern. I mean, do you sit him, sit him? I don't know. Uh, you'd have to have some really good options, I think, in your lineup to actually do that. But you should very much low expectation and ex- not expect him to be the guy that helps you win your Week 13 matchup. So uh, that's that's a great one, Jibs. Uh, going over to mine, uh, my first bus is Kenyon Drake. And ever since he's been back from the bye, he's actually been pretty good in terms of fantasy. Um uh, liking what was able to see out of him. But it's in terms of fantasy. In terms of his actual play on the field, not the best in terms of yardage. I mean, he's if it wasn't for his touchdowns and his, and his and receptions in his last three games, he'd probably be pretty bad. He still has to deal with Chase Edmonds. And he's got a tough defense. And this isn't going to be the first time I talk about a Cardinals uh, player today. But um, the Rams defense is pretty legit. I know they got to let up a little bit last week against the Rams. But uh, this is a tough matchup here. Uh, I don't know if this team is going to see a lot of red zone opportunities that he kind of saw last week. And they've been good at keeping main backs under 50 yards uh, over the last six games now. And uh, I think this could be a struggling game for him this week, even though he's been pretty good for the most part. So Kenyon Drake is my first bust. And Jibs, we'll go back to you, my friend. Who do we have as your number, number two bust?
1: Antonio Gibson, yes. And I know it's the guy who scored eight touchdowns in the last five weeks. But I think he will bust your expectations this week, theoretically. So, But over the last five weeks, span, he's played a layup schedule. He faced Dallas twice, New York Giants twice, the Lions, and that freaking Bengals with, like, half the game with Joe Burrow or half the game with the quarterback. So I think those are just kind of, like, Easy competition that have been feasting on, but they're going to go against the Steelers this week, and they do give up 83 yards on the ground to running backs, and they give up 23 receiving yards per game collectively to the whole core. We don't know who's going to get it, but Gibson has been on the rise. His touches are pretty much guaranteed, like war card status as of like the last two weeks. So he's going to fall into some volume, but I don't think he's hitting like that top like five top. 7 RB this week against this matchup
0: yeah I couldn't agree more with you I mean we're watching the Steelers play right now on TV and yeah they're pretty tough against the run here uh, this is going to be a big test for him uh, I mean if he can do something well here maybe he's actually legit Uh, but yeah you got to have some concerns here uh, especially if they get somehow go back to J.D. McKissick in the passing game if they're behind Uh, that could be an issue I know Gibson has been a little bit more involved lately but you never know so, yeah, that, that could be cause for concern this week, Chibs. I like that one. Um, my second one this week is actually Duke Johnson, guys. I know he put up a great performance in Week 12, but Week 13 is a little different. Uh, Cole, the Colts' top... Uh, or, or ugh, Can't talk right now. The Colts' defense are a top unit against running backs. I mean, outside of Derrick Henry, really. I mean, they've been able to stop really, pretty tough backs for the most part. And if Duke Johnson didn't really get his touchdown last week um you wouldn't have been that great i mean in terms of rushing the ball he's not seeing a big rushing floor and if he's not getting the receptions that's a big thing if he gets the receptions he may be okay but even with the receptions the touchdown kind of put him over the edge this past week here so he's more of a touchdown or bust kind of running back and with the tough matchup this week against those colts uh expect him to probably finish outside the top 24 guys this week uh david johnson can return, but I don't know if he's going to actually return this week. So uh, Duke Johnson could be a guy who ends up failing you in week 13. Um, so let's go over the sleeper side of the, the situation here now, Jibs, and give me your first sleeper for this week.
1: Okay, my first sleeper this week is going to be Melvin Gordon, and I'm normally skeptical about these Denver running backs, especially with their committee backfield. But even if Lindsey plays, I'm bullish that they will not overuse him and still have Melvin Gordon have allowing Melvin Gordon to have significant touches. But the bright side is if Lindsey doesn't play, the Chiefs allow thirteenth most points to running backs, yielding 140 rushing yards and 39 receiving yards per game. They also the four touchdowns to running backs over the last three weeks and allowing three straight starters to get at least 12 points in half PPR scoring. So I think Melvin Gordon is not like the sexiest name and not like a guy who's been reliable during the season, but he's a guy that could possibly be a nice flex for you this week and propel your team, given the circumstances.
0: Yeah, no, I like that one a lot. I, I like Melvin Gordon. I thought about putting him as one of my sleepers as well, especially with a pretty decent matchup for the most part. And especially if Lindsay doesn't play, he basically gets the whole workload by himself, so uh no i like that one a lot there uh looks like rj3 is actually coming out of the game jibs and uh
1: trace mick swirly
0: yeah he's gonna be the starter for the rest of the half hopefully he can get a touchdown because i could use him to get a touchdown right now but uh we'll go over my sleeper here real quick my first one and it's damian harris guys kind of a poor week for him last week but i expect him to kind of bounce back even with you know sony michelle like kind of possibly coming back Oh, he threw a really bad first pass. Sorry, guys. Had, a, had, a, had It's on my TV. <laughs> oh my God, I hope so. uh, that was pretty I bad. Yeah, I hope. But uh, yeah,
1: defensive
0: uh, touchdown. I don't need any more defensive touchdowns from the Steelers. I'm done. I need them to lose points. Uh, but Damien Harris, guys, yeah, like I said, poor week last week, but I expect him to kind of bounce back. He's seen at least 14-plus carries in five or four games now. Uh, while limited in the passing game, I think this is a pretty strong matchup for him this week. Uh, the Chargers uh, have been pretty bad against running backs for the most part. Um, this is the first game in a while that they actually haven't let up a rushing touchdown. But if we remember correctly, we kind of mentioned how Devin Singletary and Zach Moss played pretty well last week in a not pass-first in a very pass-first offense. So if if these guys can put up some pretty solid numbers, uh, Damien Harris gets back on track this week. Gets in the end zone again. He didn't get an end zone because of James White. Uh, I expect him to see a pretty significant workload 15 carries and should have probably close to 60 yards and a touchdown this week and probably play pretty well for you so Demi harris is my first uh, sleeper this week and jibs over to you my friend who's your second sleeper
1: okay so steve i've had to ask about your team what would you say defensively is your best part of your team
0: best part of my team the dolphins uh, the best part is when we have a starting running back who gets 15-plus carries.
1: No, oh, defensively.
0: Uh, defensively, uh, our, our cornerbacks.
1: Okay. What do you think your defense needs improvement in
0: uh, We can need to stop the run, that's for sure.
1: Okay, so I'm going to get killed for this, and I'm going to be probably wrong, but I'm going with Giovanni Bernard, some guy who's been a slouch the last three weeks. This is kind of like one of his last hurrahs with Joe Mixon possibly returning what week 15. Or week fourteen, don't know yet. But dude, the Bengals stink with Brandon Allen and Zach Taylor. If he has any wits as a head coach, he will not throw against that secondary. They have been just taking wide receivers out of the game, getting interceptions, just causing massive havoc. You don't want a backup quarterback doing that in the game. So I think they'll lean on the run this game. And the Dolphins, they allow the 7th most—I mean, the twelfth most fantasy points to running backs this year. And since week nine, five running backs that received at least 15 carries or more had significant numbers in half PPR settings. Like, Frank Gore had 10 points last week. Malcolm Gordon, 18. Philip Renzi only had eight, but Kalen Blash and uh, whew, Chase Edmonds, did. So they all had 10 points in half PPR settings. So I think Giovanni Bernard, as ugly as it sounds, could just get it done on a whim, and I don't
0: feel good about it. Yeah, they need to get back on the run, and and what an opportunity for against the Dolphins, who are not been good against the running backs. Try to run the ball. Try to focus oh. on the run to get the ball out of Brandon Allen's hand constantly. Uh, so you kind of have to work with that, so I like that one there. Um, going over to my second one, man. This is a tough one to say out loud, Jibs, but I think I'm firmly, firmly believe if I had if I had on one of my teams, I would consider it. And it's Frank Gore. Uh, Frank... It. Frank Gore, man, it's not pretty, but it's, it might be enough to help you get into the playoffs. He may do enough for your fantasy team to do it. Over the last three weeks now, he's averaged 60 yards two, and in two receptions. And the, Ra- the Raiders are fourth worst against running backs, lying the second most touchdowns on the season. I know the Jets aren't that great, guys, but the way the Raiders have been playing lately, uh, especially this past week, I mean, who knows? This could be the one opportunity the Jets have. Uh, they allowed a touchdown in four or five games now. They do allow receptions to running backs. While they don't allow over 100 yards, I don't expect Frank Gore to see a 100-yard game, but uh, I could be fairly obvious that seeing at least 60 yards, a touchdown, and two or three receptions can go a long way for your fantasy team. You saw Ido Smith and um, Brian Hill play, again, combinedly pretty solid. This would be all Frank Gore because no one else back there to stop Frank Gore from doing work. So, uh, yeah, I like Frank Gore as a sleeper this week, guys. So, I'm going with Frank Gore. And I love I love that. Thank pick. you. Like I'm like kind of like I've
1: been like looking at him. Even though the waivers don't run probably till tonight or tomorrow.
0: I think it's tomorrow but night they run.
1: Jesus Christ, like some circumstances that some fantasy manager and like you may have to do this and it's 2020. What a world we live in.
0: Yeah, basically. That's kind of what you're getting out of it, guys. So, let's go to the open talk time now. And we've got a bunch of guys to talk about, especially one guy in particular, and it's Ezekiel Elliott. I kind of mentioned him a lot in this now, and you've got to th- know, Jibs. Um, Dave Montgomery or Zeke Elliott this week?
1: Uh, I was talking to my friend, like, a couple weeks ago, and I, before the trade deadline started, I mean, ended, and I was just kind of making my case that Monty and Zeke are the same person, and I want Monty this week. Matchups better, and I even if the situation... The Cowboys has kind of gotten better. I still can't trust Zeke right now.
0: Yeah, I'm on the same page. I rather play Dave Montgomery. And just based up what's going on, I mean, uh, they do play the Ravens next week. The Ravens have been pretty good for the most part. Stopping the run tonight. Um, so give me Dave Montgomery. That's for sure. I like it. Um, what about Wayne Gallman, who's been pretty uh, really great over the last six weeks now, or oh. Zeke? The Gallman is like. A fan favorite of mine. like I, He
1: kind of won me a week, a week this week. It's just a phantom off waiver. So, Gallman. He's getting the touches. And, he, oh, yeah. Backup quarterback, though, too. You're going to have to run
0: players. the ball even more.
1: I'm, I'm getting him. Yeah. I'm going Gallman, still.
0: Yeah, I'm going Wayne Gallman as well, guys. Just makes sense. Zeke has been struggling lately. Uh, one more, and this one we actually... I think you might have went the other way last week, Jason. I don't want to call you out here, but Antonio Gibson or Zeke Elliott? Oh, dude, yeah. I
1: did go. Hey. What happened? I'm going Gibson still.
0: I might go Zeke because of the matchup, um, but it's very close. I might end up having them, I think, back and back in my rankings, but I think I might have Zeke one spot higher, but Gibson Gibson is a great play still, uh, just in general, but he's got a tough matchup still, so... Uh, hey, I speaking of
1: call out, uh remember that Jamison Crowder thing a couple weeks ago? Yeah, like two points.
0: Yeah, pretty bad. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I'm going Zeke on that one actually. Um, let's see here. Uh, do you start? Uh, you kind of mentioned Latavius Murray. Did you as a, as a sleeper this week or no? No, you didn't. You didn't mention him. Uh, but do you start Latavius Murray off a of big game as a flex option?
1: I wouldn't mind starting him. He's getting pretty much. 13 touches at least rushing attempts a game so something could happen along the way but it has to be like in dire circumstances i think there's better um flexes you could have available
0: for yeah. you yeah i mean i'm not really starting him if i don't have to if you obviously i mean i don't know what, what, many situations unless you're deep man leagues you want to start him for the most part uh, that's kind of how i see it uh frank gore or zach moss this week uh, gore gore frank gore chase edmonds Gore. Gore, yes, yes. Got to mention a Gore in there a little bit. Uh, now, Devontae Booker was probably the biggest RB pickup of the week here. Um, do you play him if, and maybe that's a flex option, if Jacob starts? I probably no, wouldn't. I'm not riding with that only. But if, he, if he star- but if Jacob sits, which I don't know if he's going to at this point, but if he does, do you start Devontae Booker then? Oh, yeah. And do you start I'm him wrong. over Zeke? I would. I don't think uh, I would. Yeah. I don't know if I could trust it that much, but
1: yeah, it is the Raiders we're talking about
0: too. Yeah, but he is a top twenty. F- he's a, he's an RB two if he does play. That's how I kind of see it. He's an RB two for most teams. Are so, they really playing? They play the Jets. The Jets
1: are...
0: He's an RB two, guys. I don't think I saw him over the Zeke, mm-hmm. but he's a top twenty probably play if if that's the case. The so. Do you start any of the Ravens next week against the Cowboys? Next week? Yeah. Well, well against Dallas this coming week, yeah. yeah. Like
1: no, it, it, no, is messing me up because <laughs> they're playing right now.
0: <laughs> it's very strange, Uh-oh. yes. Nah. I started Dobbins if, as a flex option because he came off a great performance. But again, it's hard. To, I mean, you saw Gus Edwards play really bad today. Um, so I expect Dobbins to be the main carrier when he gets back. It's kind of how I see everyone else I'm not and starting. The
1: offense should float better if Lamar is eligible to play yeah. the game,
0: too. Yeah, definitely. But if Dobbins is active and starting next week, he's the only one I want to start. So, um, JD McKissick, do you play him?
1: I don't want to.
0: I don't want to either. No, no. And this is a full point. No, not even full point PPR. He hasn't played well over the last couple of weeks now. I can't trust him as a start, especially in my last week of the regular season. Can't trust it. Uh, do you start? Who do you start for the Colts backfield? Who do of those people? Hines. Taylor, Wilkins.
1: I'll give you a shot with Taylor, and Hines could be a nice flex
0: play. Yeah, I don't think I can start Wilkins if Taylor is playing, but Taylor is an okay flex, and Hines. Both of them are okay flex starts based on their respective uh, categories, you know, standard and half-point PPR for Taylor. Hines is more of a point PPR guy. But, I uh, mean, they have good matchups, so I think they're worthy of a start if you're looking for that upside play uh, this week. Um, do you start, do you play any of the Rams, RBs against Cardinals? I wouldn't. I wouldn't. Uh, if you it's have too to much of a circus, game. too much of a circus act for me. Um, now if Gurley were to miss another week, do you play Brian Hill or Udo Smith uh, against the Saints? Know. I'm saying no. Same playing, but I'm not I'd playing. say no. You're, you're, you're asking. Would
1: you play if you had to?
0: Probably Brian Hill.
1: I would ride
0: him one more week too. Yeah, I'd ride Ryan Hill if I had the choice between the two. Um, and then, do you play DeAndre Swift if he star- if he plays this week? He hasn't played. He hasn't practiced yet, and he plays the Bears.
1: Yeah.
0: Is a fl- if you need a flex spot, a flex play? Yeah, if he plays, I'd probably play him as a flex option. Um, but again, there- if there's better options, I'd take the better option just because it is the Bears and he's coming off injury, so. But let's head over to the wide receivers now, Jibs. Who's your first bust at the wide receiver position?
1: I feel like if you look at like the list of wide receivers this week, they have like pretty good matchups, and I kind of found it hard to like get one. But I took uh, some little hanging fruit. someone's gonna beat up on some guys like Marvin Jones, and it's remarkable even with Kenny Galladay dealing with the injury and good fantasy matchups that this man Marvin Jones cannot produce efficient stat lines. He's always needs a touchdown to salvage his day, and now he's going against the third-best defense against wide receivers and no supporting weapons behind him. No thanks, sir. I don't want nothing to do with him.
0: We just saw a big play happen here. Uh, Hollywood Brown actually scored a touchdown for once in his life. Whoa! Okay, okay. Is this the new coming? What's this guy's name? McSweeney? McSwirley? Okay, I like him as the quarterback now. Too bad Lamar Jackson will be oh, back next week. Freaking oh, what, uh, cut play there. Okay, wow. Hollywood Brown. Hollywood Brown. St- you can met multiple defenders. Hey, that's great. Uh, sorry, guys. Just watching the game during the podcast is, is not a good thing sometimes. But, no, Jibs, I love that take there. Uh, I'll go to my first bus, and it's DeAndre Hopkins, part two of my Cardinals bus this week. You saw last week against the Cardinals. They just... Looked horrible on offense. They didn't really get much. And ever since that hell Mary catch, John G. Hopkins got 10 catches for 104 yards over the last two games now, 50 yards a game. I mean, the Rams have just allowed one wide receiver over 70 yards over the last six games now. Uh, and with Murray kind of banged up, I think it could be a very quiet day. It could be more of that five for 50 kind of like what we've been seeing from him lately. Uh, he's going to have targets, but he may not get the touchdown that we want him to have and could end up having a pretty poor week. Now, you're probably going to start him, but I just think it would just kind of lower your expectation of what you're getting from Hopkins in Week 13. And, Jibs, back to you, my friend. Who's your second bus at wide receiver?
1: My second bus is going to be CeeDee Lamb, even with Dalton back in the lineup. CeeDee Lamb hasn't done too much damage. He's been overshadowed by Amari Cooper over the last two weeks. He has nine catches for a whopping 55 yards and a circus catch touchdown. The Ravens, on the other hand, have been good on limiting fancy points for wide receivers. They only allowed five touchdowns so far this year and probably just keeping most wide receivers in, like, the 50 to 67, like, yards, like, range kind of game. So I don't think there's going to be much optimism. Plus, uh, CeeDee Lambs just hasn't... He's getting low t- like target areas and they're not really getting like big numbers. So it's kind of looking bad for them. The matchup looks kind of good, but like guys just kind of sway away from them.
0: Yeah. I'm kind of concerned lately with this whole passing offense still outside of Mari Cooper. Really? Um, I mean, you see the Ravens kind of getting torn up a little bit here, but uh, you know, they just kind of missing most of their whole defense basically to COVID. So expect them to kind of get back together on next week and be fine against that Cowboys game. So Um, That's kind of what I kind of what I see when it comes to CD Lamb. Uh, My second bust of the night is Darius Slayton, guys. And I know he hasn't really been good in general, but people could be kind of like, ooh, it's the Seahawks. Uh, The Seahawks, you know, Jibs. the Seahawks have allowed over 200 and 220 receptions on the season. The next best guy is 100 next best team. I'm sorry, is 180.
1: Ridiculous.
0: (laughs) ridiculous the amount of work the wide receivers get obviously the Keagles didn't perform to that standard and that's what I'm expecting from a guy like Darius Slayton and again maybe that changes slightly with Daniel Jones if he plays but coming off a bye on a a pretty easy matchup for the most part against the Bengals and you have two two targets and no catches and for the most part Daniel Jones played about three almost three three quarters of this game here and that's what you get from Darius Slayton yeah I don't like that and I think he ended up showing another dud this week, and especially if Colt McCoy plays, does not. It's not his strong suit to throw the ball downfield like that. It's more of the short yard displays. And I'll talk about another guy in a few seconds, but yeah, Darius Slayton for me, I think is a is a, is a bust this week, guys. Um, and Jibs, we're well, back to you, my friend, for your sleeper. Or...
1: Uh, yeah, I'm going like some guys that you don't really like, kind of consider, but Kiki Kuti with Will Fuller. Uh being on the stuff, and now he's suspended until next year, the next man up is Kiki, so um, we don't have really much of a track record or the work with besides, like, some of his uh, late performances last year, but I do know that Will Fuller and Brandon Cooks definitely played 80% of the snaps, if he's going to be that wide receiver too in the offense, he'll at least have the playing time, and Will Fuller definitely is a big cog on the offense, so there's going to be a lot of targets they reallocate to the respective positions. I know Cooks probably will pick up some. Maybe the tight ends get a little bit more. Possibly Duke Johnson gets one or more, but Kiki's definitely going to have a expand the role. So, the optimism is that we know that Deshaun Watson has been supporting Wolf, Fuller and Brandon Cooks over the, like, the last month as wide receiver twos consistently so maybe there's optimism that Kiki could be like a nice strong wide receiver three with upside
0: yeah no definitely I, I guess I didn't mention this in the news but if you guys haven't heard obviously what Jim's mentioned Will Fuller is uh has a six game suspension which puts him at the end of the season and puts him possibly out of his career in Houston uh but QT was probably a top I think at this point a three pickup possibly uh, in terms of you know waivers this week, if you still haven't done your waivers. Um, but yeah, he has an, an interesting matchup just based off volume. I don't know if the matchup's the greatest, but in terms of volume, I mean, he could be okay weak play this week, so I like that one, Jibs. Glad you brought that QT up, so. Um, my first sleeper is Sterling Shepard, guys, and I mentioned Darius Slayton's have a bad game, but Sterling Shepard will not have a bad game in this one, no matter what. I mean, he's got eight targets in four of the last five games, 32 receptions over his last five now. Uh, with McCoy, I think it fits perfectly, or even with Daniel Jones. I mean, he's just seeing enough targets, and the thing is that he's probably going to see probably another 8-reception eight, an eight game this week, probably not over 100 yards, but pretty close and have opportunity for a touchdown, and like I said, this Seahawks have been bad against wide receivers this season, allowing so many receptions, and you can see it here, this is, this is a Sterling Shepard type of game, and uh, I expect him to be a, a top 24 play this week in terms of uh, fantasy, so... And, Jibs, who's your second guy?
1: I'm going to go with uh, Michael Pittman, the two-for-one game special. He's averaging seven targets per game over the last four weeks. He's playing at least 80% of those snaps. Colts have been throwing more over the last month. Rivers have averaged 40 pass attempts over the last four games. And Houston's just a bad defense in reality. They give up the fifth-fewest points of wide receivers, but they consistently give up. Thirty points a game, so you know that over under is going to be high. There's going to be some scoring in this game, so I expect Philip Rivers to be allocating some targets to Pittman as he should be. Probably probably get Ty still involved, but I think Pittman's kind of becoming that favorite guy for Philip Rivers, and I would expect him to be a standout guy against that poor Houston defense.
0: You know, I, I like that one a lot. Uh, that one's a good one as well. Definitely don't hate that one, Jibs. Um, Going over my second one here now. um, It's Colin Johnson, the rookie from the the Jacksonville Jaguars. I couldn't think of that for a second there. Uh, You know, he had a pretty big game against the Cleveland team, and now he gets against the Minnesota team who allows like the second most touchdowns to wide receivers on the season now. Uh, I know G.J. Sharks going to be back this week, but Chris Conley probably won't. And I, I think you have to assume that the youth movement is coming for the Cardinals. You have to see what you have in a guy like Colin Johnson, who, again, yeah, his first game, when he actually got the start, uh, played very well. Um, probably better than I've seen Labisha Chenault play all season long in terms of explosiveness downfield. And this guy, if he gets on the field again this week, and it could be anyone. It could be Keenan Cole, and this is kind of like a mixture of my sleeper here. It's Keenan Cole... Colin Johnson, LaBisha, Chanel all have opportunity to provide a big floor this week for Yana but if Chris Conley's out I think Collins could end up seeing more of a workload he ended up playing more snaps I believe this week than um, Keenan Cole and he's a guy who I could be really high on and in a situation where the Vikings are probably going to be ahead in this game expect them to have to pass the ball consistently Benny Snell this laid that guy out. oh he sure did yes he did Benny Snell's a beast too bad he's not going to see the starting job this year um but let's go to the open talk now real quick here. Uh and it's a lot of Calvin Ridley early on here because I wanna see how you feel about Calvin Ridley versus Adam Thielen. Probably going Adam the Thielen. Got, uh, the Jags Jaguars, right? Yeah. The, Jag- the Jags. Jaguars. I'm gonna give it the edge to Thielen. Yeah, I wanna go
1: with Thielen. It it all kinda like my opinion really weighs on if Julio's playing.
0: Yeah, kind of, but I think I'd still go with Thielen, just because I think he's the main guy, while Ridley, no matter what, I think. I just think Thielen has the upside. Yeah, in Thielen Calvin has Ripley.
1: a good matchup, too, so. What about... Uh, my perf- I'm going to go Ridley on this one.
0: What about Ridley or Jefferson?
1: I want Ridley.
0: I want Ridley, yeah. What about Ridley or McLaurin?
1: I want McLaurin. I just feel like he's just kind of foil proof
0: at this point. I think I still go. that sixty yards or seventy-five yards minimum, or can you see Yeah, I might go. No, I'm still going. I'm going to go Ridley on this one. So that's how I kind of feel about it. Still going to go Ridley. Um, Tyler Lockett is still a must-start. He's been pretty bad for the most part over the last couple of weeks now. Besides like the one big game he's had over the last like four or five games, do you still start him even though he's been struggling?
1: I wouldn't call him a must-start, but he's a guy you should start. Like he's a fine wide receiver too in most cases, but if you could pivot to someone that's kind of smoking high right now, I would consider bumping him up and moving down to a flex.
0: Yeah, he's definitely more of a flex option for me. If you find a better matchup this week, I think you take it. I don't know. Just like this could be his big game, uh, and that's the risk you take with it. So, but if you want more of a like an automatic play, go look for a different option. But if you're looking for that boom bust reward. Uh, that's the kind of what Lockett is a lot of point now at times. Um, Devontae Parker or, or Brandon Cooks?
1: Uh, I want to go Cooks for the listeners, but if was uh, not playing and Ryan Fitzpatrick got that start, uh, it's going to be Parker for me.
0: That's exactly how I feel about it. Uh, do you want to play Michael Thomas or one of the Rams wide receivers in Cooper Cup or Bob Woods?
1: Rams have...
0: They have the Cardinals. Thomas has the Atlanta. I would rather play the Rams wide receivers. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah I would probably rather play, but it's like close. I, I, It's hard not to want to play Thomas, but he played well last time against the Cardinals. I mean the Falcons. But I'd probably go Rams wide receiver for the safe play. Uh, Landry or Michael Pittman?
1: I want Landry.
0: I want Landry too. Um, are you willing to flex a Raiders wide receiver this week?
1: Yeah, yeah, I would.
0: guess Nelson Aguilar or nothing?
1: Nelson Aguilar in most cases. Renfell if maybe? If you in a deep like, three wide receiver flex PPR league and Hunter Renfell's out there I would snag
0: him up. Do you want to play a Jets wide receiver personally?
1: I would play Mims and I'll play Perryman as like long shots
0: okay um Gabriel Davis this week I uh, played pretty well last week um expected San Fran- San Francisco game to be somewhat of a high scoring game do you do flex him no John Brown no
1: John
0: Brown <laughs> I probably in a deeper know. league probably wouldn't put him in a 12 man league at all in there but nah, deeper league yeah be. he'd be an interesting okay. deep league play that's for sure do you play an Eagles wide receiver this week
1: no nope. go away, guys. Just don't do it to yourself. Do you
0: play Emmanuel Sanders this week?
1: Who?
0: Emmanuel Sanders. That's a milk cart. No, I know. No. Keep it moving. Uh, do you start Tyler Boyd or T. Higgins? Uh, I wouldn't. Okay. I you maybe start Tyler Boyd if I'm gonna start one this week, but. Uh, not happy with the Dolphins matchup this week. And do you start Jacoby Kobe Myers? I think you should sit oh. him. I'd sit him. He plays Chris Harris this week. Could be a bad matchup.
1: Going for that back to that Bengals one. I will go Boyd Higgins and Myers. If I had all three.
0: Man. Okay, I agree with you on that. I like that. I like that setup for sure. Um, let's head over to the tight ends now, and Jibs, give us your tight end bust of the week.
1: Okay, so this matchup is beautiful, guys, and I'm sure like the fantasy sites probably have me a little boosted because of the matchups, but Jared Cook, guys, uh, we've been dogging him. I know Steve's been dogging him. I've tried to dog him, but he's kind of like hit me hard and kind of produced when I did, but He's just falling off the clips since week nine. he has three catches for 36 yards in four games. And guys, as we've seen over the last two weeks, Taysom Hill under the helm, it's just the passing game is kind of erratic, and the receiving the receivers are just kind of just at, a, at a sway besides Michael Thomas. So I would stay away from if you can't really catch the ball that often. I'm not really like kind of being too reliable that he's gonna catch a touchdown on a one in the red zone, especially since Taysom Hill is been lurking in Voltron.
0: No, that's that's a great bus this week, Chips. Like that one a lot. Um, going to my bus, it's Robert Tunyon, guys. Um, they do play the Eagles, which sounds like a pretty good matchup overall. But the Eagles, for the most part, have been pretty good against. Uh, tight ends. Over the last six games, they've allowed zero touchdowns and under 55 yards in that span. Uh, I know you know, he had a pretty good week last week against a pretty tough Bears defense, but it was Alan, I think it was Allen Lazar's first game and expect Allen Lazar to see more production and more opportunity coming into his second week off his injury. And this could be a week where Robert Tunyon fails you and disappoints you. Again, he hasn't been consistent and um, yeah, I know we kind of mentioned him as a tight end one uh, in our last kind of thing he is somewhat of a tight end one but I would lower expectation for him this week he could end up having 30 yards and be the tight end one still but uh yeah I wouldn't if he had another, a better option I'd consider it but yeah he could end up not playing as well as we would want him to so uh going over your sleeper jibs who's that uh
1: Kyle Rudolph. the Jaguars will have the fourth most points to tight ends this year not too worried about if Dylan returns to the lineups because the Jaguars defend tight ends well prospectively but they just get burned by touchdowns consistently they allowed eight touchdowns so far this year they allowed six touchdowns this year The tight ends that only had one to two catches this year which was pretty mind-boggling so that's why I said I'm not worried if dealing returns because I know he'll guard some targets Jefferson will get his and you know Rudolph's kind of penciled in to four four catches a game or four targets a game so like He'll make something happen on those, especially against his Jaguars defense.
0: Yeah, no, I like Kyle Rudolph as well. He was one of my guys who I thought would be a a sleeper too. Uh, But I went a different direction. I went with Jordan Reed, a little bit lower guy down the the totem pole there. Bad week for him last week. Uh, He kind of just got missed a couple times from Mullins, as you saw. But I think he should be able to bounce back. Bills are one of the bottom teams in terms of tight ends uh, against tight ends and really tight end focused teams have produced against them and expect that this like i said mentioned earlier this is kind of like a higher scoring game i expect jordan reed to kind of get back on track and have a pretty decent performance where he ends up as a, a tight end one for you in fantasy so uh, i like jordan reed as sleeper this week and heading over to the open talk time jibs um do you start both eagles tight ends if they play If both Ertz and Goddard are on the field, do you play them? Maybe. No? Yes.
1: Sorry. I said it like three times. I would uh. like, start Goddard with confidence, but I would not start Ertz with that much confidence coming back from the injury.
0: Yeah, I'm kind of on the same boat with you uh, on okay. that one.
1: And you kind of think about like you see Miles Sanders come back and they're just kind of easing him back or I wouldn't say easing them but they're just kind of limiting his work so I would kind of respect that to happen too and got it was the superior tight end when they were both on the field earlier this year.
0: I could not agree more with you on that. All right, uh, Eric Ebron, I know a fan.
1: Um, Ebron's just like a monster on this offense.
0: Yeah, he's been too good not to sit. He's I'm playing the him. Ball. Yeah, I'm playing That's Eric Ebron. No matter what, still. Do you play Jared Cook? Got out-snapped by Adam Trotman this past week. No. Nope. Recently, no. Even Us. in a good matchup, I don't know if I'd want to trust him. Uh, Trey Burton or Austin Hooper?
1: Uh, I'll go Trey Burton just because he has that touchdown track record. Like He's kind of hot. You know, he gets utilized somewhat and- just weird ways, whether it's rushing or catching short line goal line passes, but I like Drake Byrne.
0: Yeah, to me it comes down to who, which quarterback I trust more and I trust Ryan Tanhill to get the ball down the field. Uh, do you trust the Houston tight end this week with Will Fuller gone?
1: I, I'll trust him.
0: I don't know I'd trust them. I'd have to wait a week to see, make sure that they actually are involved in the offense to that extent before I put them in my lineup. Uh, Mike Gusecki or Jonah Smith?
1: I was from practice today,
0: so I'd go to Gusecki. too. In any scenario that whoever the starting quarterback is, I think. Mark Andrews or TJ Hawkinson? I
1: uh, At the...
0: Chicago for I'm, Detroit. I'm... Andrews for Dallas. I'd probably go Hawkinson.
1: I'm staying safe at Hawkinson, but Andrews,
0: is you got to wait and see. You never know. Up, Andrews has. Oh, he might not even play. Who knows? But he he was on the COVID. But if he is plays, I think he's more of that boom bust guy. While Hawkinson's a safer guy. And any interest in? I wrote Giants tight end, but I didn't mean that. I meant Seattle's tight ends this week. Versus the Giants. Nah, really. No. Okay, just wanted to mention him out there. So, all right, let's get over to the quarterback position. Final one now. Jibs, who's your bust at the QB position?
1: Russell Wilson. And he has 10.9, 18, 18 points, and 14.4 points over the last three weeks in um, four point per passing touchdown leagues. With 22 completions per game, he is not cooking anymore, man. He's getting freaking grub-hub <laughs> delivery service via his running backs. And uh, the Giants were picking up the slack defensively. They now give up the six fewest fancy points to quarterbacks. They haven't allowed a quarterback to score over twenty fancy points since week seven. So uh, it's just kind of a weird circumstance. As I know, like he's kind of getting uh, unlucky. Like certain like wide receivers, and not wide receivers, but playmakers are just kind of getting like down like close to the goal line, and then they kind of run it in. But it's just kind of not really hard to trust, but I I just have a weird feeling that the Giants are going to come up to play and it's not going to be just, like, sunshine and rain moves for Russell Wilson this week.
0: Yeah, no, definitely. I definitely don't agree with that. He's definitely been on a downward turn, unfortunately, but hopefully he can bounce back, but we'll see. Um, For me, I'm staying with this uh, high-power quarterback, and it's going Kyle Murray, um, completing the trio now, guys. Uh, Kyle Murray struggled last week. You saw that, you know, he took less opportunity in the red zone to run the ball himself you know you saw the more of them thr- running the ball with actually Kenyon drake um but again this was the worst game of his season here especially in terms of fantasy uh and they go up against the rams who are second best against quarterbacks just allowing the second least amount of touchdowns to quarterbacks like the least yardage i know they kind of let, let up a little bit last week with nate Mullins, but uh they've allowed just two quarterbacks over the last seven games to have more than one touchdown in the air I just think with Murray not being fully healthy, this is just not a good day for Murray to be playing, and this could end up being someone who ends up outside the top QB1 area this week. And who's your sleeper, Jibs?
1: My sleeper is going to be Taysom Hill. Ooh. So I, I've been banging on like all the the pieces, Jerry Cook, Alvin Kamara, and all that, but the one person who's been getting the points is Taysom Hill. So we knew that uh, the Saints probably would play conservatively against the, the Denver Broncos last week, which they, did. they didn't really throw much. He only had 16 attempts for, 78, uh, for, for nine c- completions for 78 yards, and he did throw a pick. But we do have a sample size against the Falcons. Uh, he played them two weeks ago. And he had 18 uh, completions for 233 yards. And he just has a good rushing floor, too, over the span. He has 10 carries in both games. He has 49 and 44 yards. And he also scored two touchdowns in each game, too. So, like, obviously we're not kind of, like, dependent on him trying to throw a touchdown pass. But he kind of has that rushing floor and definitely could get that touchdown. So I like him as a sleeper option this week.
0: Yeah, no, he's definitely turning into somewhat of a a reliable option. But, you know, he's obviously not there yet based off his passing volume. So definitely a a really solid sleeper there this week. Uh, I went really low on my sleeper list here, and it was Mike Lennon. Uh, Played really well last night. 250 yards, two touchdowns. And the Vikings aren't great against quarterbacks. Their secondary is pretty banged up. And I expect the Jaguars to kind of be behind in this game a lot and expect them to kind of try to keep up with the Vikings on offense here. And Mike Lennon ends up having another, I think, top 18 top 15 kind of fantasy day for you this week and someone you can easily pick off the waivers and plug in if you're missing Brady or Teddy Bridgewater this week so Mike Lennon's my guy um, let's go to a bunch of quarterbacks here. I wrote a lot for the quarterbacks this week there's a lot of options here um, Ryan Tannehill or Deshaun Watson
1: oh sorry <laughs> Um, I'm going uh, Ryan Tannehill
0: same Ryan Tannehill or Lamar Jackson
1: I would probably go.
0: I'm going Tannehill.
1: Tannehill,
0: still. All right, Justin Herbert or Kyle Murray.
1: Herbert.
0: Herbert, yeah, it's not great for either one, but Herbert. Uh, Taysom Hill or Lamar Jackson. <laughs> I'm still probably gonna go Lamar as long as he's I'm on going the field.
1: Lamar, it's the same thing, but at least I know he can throw.
0: But yeah, Taysom Hill or Justin Herbert.
1: I want to go Herbert.
0: Yeah, I'm going Herbert too. Um, Taysom Hill or Kirk Cousins.
1: You sold me on Cousins.
0: Yeah, I'm going Cousins too. Cousins or Herbert. Hmm,
1: I still want to trust the young gun. It's uh, close for me.
0: Yeah, I'd probably go Herbert still, just because Cousins can be inconsistent. Um, cousins or Lamar Jackson. I might go cousins.
1: Yeah, I don't really like it. I'll go with Jackson. Just to be contrary, but okay,
0: Herbert or Jackson? Herbert. Okay, just want to make the trifecta here. Um, cousins or Fitzpatrick if he plays. If he plays Fitzpatrick. I want Fitzpatrick. Do you play Tua if he starts? No. No, I wouldn't play him either. Do you trust Derek Carr to start him? No, I did last week and I'm out of the league so I would trust him if you if you needed a bet a good option, I think I would be okay trusting him. Hate to say it, but I think I would okay be okay. Uh Jared Goff or Big Ben? Who they got? Big Ben with Washington. Goff has Cardinals. Probably choosing golf.
1: Um, I'm gonna go Ben.
0: Okay. Rivers or Cam Newton?
1: I like Cam's matchup.
0: I like Cam's to matchup, too. I'd probably pick Cam. Matt Ryan or Carson Wentz? Ryan. Ryan. Ryan without Julio. Yeah. Okay. Dead to me. okay. I respect it. Any interest to in start Mitch Trubisky against Detroit?
1: I have interest, but not enough to like, start him with. Like, it
0: had to be like, a deep man league for me to want to start yeah. him. Or I'd have to be, like, in a situation where my team is, like, like, I know I'm going to lose this matchup, so let me throw Mitch Trubisky and see if he can put up a banger game. That's kind of how I see it. Um, Do you start, like, Mike Glennon or Trubisky over Stafford? I'd start them both over Stafford. I'd start them both over Stafford. I don't know about Glennon, but Trubisky got the nod for me. And do you play Colt McCoy at all? Do you start my Colt McCoy over Stafford? Nah. Okay. All right. Um, and if Daniel Jones happens to play, guys, do you trust him with this injury? I wouldn't with a quarterback. Like, yeah. Well, if he says he's a rushing quarterback slightly, I wouldn't trust it either. So, all right. Well, let's wrap that up, guys. Uh, that is our start and sit episode for Week Thirteen. The Week Twelve finally finished tonight. Um, Finally, hopefully waivers are going to start going. If you haven't done your waivers yet, please check out our prior show where we do a waiver wire show. Uh, we did a bunch of waivers there. You can pick up for your week 13 plays. If you're already waiting for thir- week 13, thank you for listening. We do appreciate it. And as always, please go check out our website at Um You can check out of our great content, rankings, live streams we have going on up there. Um, some cool statistics and data spreadsheets we have up there now. And as always, you can go follow us on Twitter at CoachesFantasy. Uh, if you wanted to follow us, you can follow me at CoachStevenP. Hate
1: Concho.
0: Hate Concho. So give us a follow, guys. Ask us fantasy questions here to help you guys out. Uh, tune in until next week, guys, Will we come back uh, and do some more for, week, for the playoffs. First week of the playoffs is next week, so hopefully you guys win. Hopefully you guys make the playoffs, and if you have, please tune in. We're going to have more content coming out there for you as we go. So take care, guys. Be safe and have a good one. The back is not far fetched. We got a couple of clock hands. I've been feeling super duper. How the heck they know the future? Come with me, don't be a loser. Grass is green like pooper scoopers. Clueless analysts don't do the half of this. In fact, I'm backing this by asking if y'all remember that tough act. Interact and sh- like boom, running like zoom. The highest and mightiest in entered the room. High off the knowledge, I'm feeling the fumes. All players covered, it's nuts, as legumes. Opponents are doomed and these are the facts. I so keep it 100 like I'm running track. And Listen up, Jack. I'ma head back. Back to the blowing up, blowing up, blowing up.